Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Coming up on the Braves Country podcast, Georgia Peach, Callista Clark. She's got a hit on country radio called It's Cause I Am. She's signed with Big Machine Nashville at 15. She's performed on stage with some of the biggest names in country music, including performing at the Grand Ole Opry. She sang the national anthem for the Braves, and since we did this podcast, she actually sang the national anthem for the Braves again during this World Series run. I can't wait for you to meet Callista Clark next on Braves Country. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Hello, Braves fans. This is Callista Clark, and you're listening to Braves Country Podcast on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. Welcome to Braves Country. My name is Tug Coward, along with Scott Munn. This is a podcast where we talk about just growing up in the South. And if you're like me and Scott... And Callista, then uh, you grew up here in Georgia and you grew up knowing all about the Braves and the Bulldogs and college football and eating good barbecue and just all the things that country folks like to do. Good Southern living. That's exactly right. Good old clean Southern living. Uh, 18-year-old Callista Clark has a whole lot to say in her music and people are listening. Uh, A singer, songwriter, musician, soulful Southern delivery. And her videos have about 70 million views. Uh, her country roots came from growing up in Zebulon, Georgia, and she's taken root in Nashville with Big Machine. And she has been a part of country music with, and, and performed and been uh, just around some of the biggest names in country. But she's still a Georgia girl at heart and loves the Braves. Callista Clark, welcome to Braves Country. Thank y'all. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it is going to be. It's so much fun. I uh, It's funny because I've been working country radio for, well, my whole life, ever since I got out of the, out of the United States Navy about 20-plus years ago. And it's the only thing I know how to do. And I know that you, being uh, born and raised here just like me, big Braves fan. So tell me, tell us about being a Braves fan. What What's uh, some of your best Braves memories? 
Well, I've heard about the Braves my whole life. You know, you got to support the home team, and my whole family, we definitely do. And growing up, I played softball. My sister played softball. My brother played baseball. My cousin still plays baseball. So it's just always been a huge part of our lives. And for me, now that I've started to pursue music, it's been really amazing that I've also gotten to perform the national anthem at the Braves Stadium, which was so fun. So it's all been like full circle moments and it's really special no it has to be i understand that completely so somebody what are what like since you i I would imagine singing the national anthem is your probably your best braves memory but other than that like is there a braves game that stood out to you one whether you either went to the game or you saw it on television listened to it on the radio i feel like another really one of the biggest memories of mine when i did play softball i also got to walk the bases with my softball team so that was a really fun memory and that i i think that was really amazing yeah where'd you go to high school i'm still in high school <laughs> oh well yeah where do you go to high school i guess because it's funny because i have a 17 year old son and he's a, he goes to alfred he's a baseball player and all that sort of stuff too so uh, so i i guess i should restate that where do you go to high school <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually homeschooled. I just okay. turned 18. I'm a senior this year. And before I was homeschooled, I went to Pike County. Okay, Pike County. Cool. Okay, because so my son's at Alpharetta High School. So yeah. it's it's we're always at the ball field. We're always doing something with the school. We're selling, you know, we're selling uh, Christmas wrapping paper to, you yeah. know, pay for some new helmets or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. So you did a tremendous job singing the national anthem at the Braves game uh, in 2019. And then the beginning of the 2021 season, you obviously kicked them off well again. So uh, what uh, was it like for you to sing the national anthem at a Braves home game? Were you nervous at all? Oh, very. (laughs) I think no matter where I'm singing the national anthem, it's always the most nerve wracking song you could possibly sing. That and happy birthday to me, for some reason, are the hardest ones (laughs) to sing. I don't know why, but the national anthem is definitely the hardest, especially when you're doing it in front of the Braves, a stadium full of people and like TV, you know, the whole yeah. thing. It's a, yeah. it's a lot, but it was so much fun. Very, very special for sure. And I can't wait to come back. Yeah. So who, in your opinion, outside of yourself, because I'm sure you did uh, a, an incredible job, who has sung the national anthem the, the most beautiful in your opinion? Ooh, like ever? Ever. Of yeah. all time? Yes. Yeah, at, the a sport, at a sporting event. Oh, at a sporting okay. Event. Yeah. We'll narrow it to a sporting event. Hmm. I mean, like Whitney Houston here in Atlanta, Faith Hill here in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, that. I thought about Whitney first. I mean, that's like the most iconic national anthem of all time. I feel like I, I have to say that one. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense that you would. And, yeah. and, and you've got great taste and obviously a great artist in your own right. So you recognize incredible talent. So that leads me to the next question, because my family on uh, this past Saturday, uh, we were dialed to the TV. We actually had tickets to go to the Georgia game, but my son Jacob had to work, so we oh, weren't. Wow. Go- we were yeah. So he missed the first half, and it, it was a, worked it was on a, a Bulldogs I'm home telling game. You, it was a debacle. He works at Onward Reserve out at at Avalon and Alpharetta, and um, they sell all kinds of you know like uh, college attire and apparel and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's a really cool store. But we're all huge Georgia Bulldog fans, and I've heard that the, your father Nick. He went to UGA, so you've grown up bleeding red and black. 
Yes, he did go to UGA, and I, we are definitely Georgia Bulldog fans. And it is a good day in Pike County, Georgia, when they win back to back. Let me tell you, here, here, <laughs> people lose their mind. You got, you got Georgia shirts everywhere. You got the Georgia flags <laughs> flying out of the cars. Yes. Yeah, it's it's All it's, it's it's big time. It's big time, no doubt about it. Do you have do you have big memories of going to Georgia games or or watching them on TV? I've actually never been to a Georgia game. Oh my oh, heavens! We got to fix that. Fix that. Yeah, yeah. Goodness gracious! I know. I need to go. You do. I you, think they sing the national anthem before those games every, over there. Every time. <laughs> Seems Ooh. like a great fit for you, I think. But right? um, I'm in. Yeah. So, um, big big Georgia fan. What do you think the uh, the odds are of, of of repeating a 1980 or shaking the fact that you've not won a national championship since 1980 this year? Well. I will say, I don't want to jinx anything, nope. but Mm-mm. it's sounding like, well, it's looking good. Yeah, <laughs> so it is. So far, we're doing good. Absolutely, we are. Now, we hear that you uh, started singing in church, and uh, actually the church where your grandfather is the pastor, and that you still sing in church every Sunday. Is that right? Yes, I did grow up singing in church, and I've been traveling a whole lot, but whenever I'm at home, I still live in Zebulon, Georgia, so whenever I'm home, I still go sing at that church. No, that's Very- awesome. It's, yeah, it's a very important place to me. Yeah, my family goes to Perimeter in Johns Creek, and, and they don't want me singing ever for by for anyway. They've actually many people turn around and tell me not to sing when, when we're when we're getting the you know the choirs warming up before the pastor starts. Uh, but I know faith is something that's really important to you. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, it's the first place I ever sang. Um, still, my favorite place to sing, and it just it really taught me to put you know, your music and the words that you're saying and in front of, like for me, I grew up really, really shy. So singing in church was the first place I ever sang at. It was really the only place that I wanted to because I knew that it wasn't about me, if that makes sense. I knew that it was about worshiping and it was about other things. So that was the first place that I ever sang at. And it helped me to sing other places and just kind of put it past just me and focus on how it made other people feel. No, I love that. And faith is really important to my family, too. So I, I can so relate to what you're saying. And it it's so impressive to me that country has its roots so deep in in, in its faith. And I see that all the time. And yeah. sometimes it's tongue in cheek, like God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy, right? So it, it, sometimes it's funny. <laughs> But then there's those moments like go rest high on the mountain uh, yeah. with with Vince Gill and and but country I think more than any other genre really embraces the faith and the roots that it came from. I would totally agree with that. I think so. Yeah, Callista, what's your favorite gospel song or or song that you sing in church? How great thou art! Oh my gosh, love, love, love that song, and uh, you, I would love to hear your version of it. Do you, have you ever recorded any <laughs> of that stuff? And do you do you release it? If so. I haven't done anything official yet. Okay. For a while, I did a lot of covers, so I've posted a version of that and a few other gospel songs, but I would love to do official versions of them. Yeah, like Alan Jackson and Alabama and all those artists over the years that have put out great gospel albums. Now, Sunday morning, it's in church, but the rest of the week, uh, you started wanting to play out at uh, shows in some of the Atlanta venues around here, and uh, I know you started kind of playing at Eddie's Attic in Decatur, and that's an amazing listening room here in Atlanta, for those of you who don't know yet. And uh, what did you take away from your time playing shows at Eddie's Attic? Eddie's Attic is one of my favorite venues to play at still to this day, and it's a very, very um, special venue to me. The first show I ever did, just me and my guitarist, 
that wasn't a fair or something where we just happened to be there and people were also there and just listened to us play was Eddie's Attic. And I was so worried that I wasn't going to be able to sell tickets. I didn't know how it was going to go. I didn't think anyone would want to listen to my stories and my songs that I had written. Um, but the first time I played there, I was 14 and I sold out Eddie's Attic. <laughs> and I've now Louise. played wow. there like five different times and I've sold it out every single time. And I really love everybody there. And yeah, it was the first time when I realized that people were there to hear me tell my stories. They were here to hear all the newest things that I've written, even if I felt like they weren't perfect yet. It's about those little moments. And so I really, really love it. Yeah, oh my gosh. With all the, the legendary artists that have played Eddie's Attic over the years, I, I know that has to be a special spot for you. That makes perfect sense. And that yeah. sign on stage left there, that sign that asks people to just hush and pay attention is really, <laughs> really helpful, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, I love that sign, and it's true, but it makes me feel a little uncomfortable. I've seen that, like, you know, I've been playing, and then they go shush someone, and you have to keep singing, you're like, oh, they just got shushed, oh. Like, Y'all pipe down over there. It's really serious in there, Tug. That's why we call it a listening No, room. I know, exactly. No, that's right. No, I, I wouldn't argue that to save my life. It's funny, going back to the the Braves, I actually went to a, uh, a show there with the Braves manager, Brian Snitker, and we went and saw Chase Darno's band, who Chase used to play for the Braves, and he is now uh, he's retired from Major League Baseball. But his brother's the current catcher for the Atlanta Braves. Travis, so, but yep. yeah, Travis Darno. Both both guys have played for the Braves. But yeah, Chase was also a, a musician, a budding musician at the time, and so he played Eddie's Attic, and and me and Coach Snitker went over there and, and saw him play. It was so cool. Did you get shushed? Awesome. I, I didn't get shushed, but I but but I try to be very respectful anywhere I go, yeah, Scott. Yeah. That's I, know, why I, I would that. never. I, know I would never get yelled at or shushed because I know to be on my best behavior when I'm seeing a live venue or seeing a live show at a venue. But I want to talk more about music, <laughs> Calissa. Like uh, you posted a uh, Creedence Clearwater revival song on Facebook, and I love CCR. I love John Fogerty, and that song went viral for you. Twenty-seven million views. So. The the fact that you chose the CCR song gives me that's question cool. mark. Yeah, yeah, but cool. that's a really cool band to choose. So how'd you choose that, and what was it like to get twenty seven million views? <laughs> okay, so obviously I grew up singing in church, so mm -hmm. gospel music had a huge part and still sure. does in my artistry and in my influences and my sound now. But I also grew up listening to eighties and nineties country. I also grew up listening to Southern rock and Motown, and right. classic rock, all the things. So that's all I knew growing up was the classic music, stuff that sounds like it could be on a record and gospel music. Oh, <laughs> that's I all that. I knew. And as I got older, I started to listen to more uh, R&B, pop, things like that. But that's all I knew. So um, I had started doing covers a little while before that. And I was on vacation at the beach. I was at St. George Island and my granddad said that I should bring back some CCR for my cover because it's one of the songs that my brother actually used to sing when we would go around singing places in my hometown. And I was like, okay, I looked up the chords. I had no idea if it was right or not. You can barely even see me in the video because it was so dark outside. <laughs> and I just posted it, not thinking anything of it. And like you said, it's one of my biggest videos now to this day. And I honestly can't believe it. It was very shocking. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome, though. I, I, I'm just, I, I love the fact that you love that music. It's funny because, and, and I so, and I hope this is okay that I can so relate to some of the things you're saying because my son is, uh, is right. He's like a year younger than you, and I tell him all the time. I'm like, you, you have to understand that old music is just new music to you, right? There, there's so much stuff that's there that you will love that you've just not heard yet. And, and you have to give it a chance because it's it's easy to dismiss an old song or something that, that you know, an aunt or an uncle or a mom or a dad even listen to. It's easy to dismiss that when you're younger. And you obviously don't because you understand the power of music. And it took my son a little while to be able to to get that, to wrap his head around that. And now he listens to Fishing in the Dark and Don't Stop Believing. Yeah, same. <laughs> I used to sing Fishing in the Dark with my siblings. It's a good one. Yeah, I love but- it. Yeah, I definitely don't dismiss those songs. They're, they're definitely my favorites, and they're the classics, you know? You have to appreciate those first. And no one else is doing anything like that. You can't ever get those songs back. No one will ever be able to recreate those moments, so you have to appreciate the classics. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> don't stop. She didn't say you have to sing them. She didn't say you have to sing them. Just appreciate them. That's why I almost get kicked out of church. That's what I was just telling you about. I can't. There's definitely. I'm not going to sing anything and not do it, or at least not do it well. You almost did. No. Yeah. Seriously. No. I get. I get carried away. I don't mean to. It just happens. It just comes out, man. And I feel like Steve Perry or that little man that uh, that, that sings on uh, the the Journey. The Prince. Journey. No, no. I'm talking about the dude that took Steve Perry's place in Journey. Little man. Why has it got to be little? What's, like, what's I, up with that? You, well, you Steve gotta... Perry's a little guy too. I don't know. He's the guy's short. Got, hey, Calista, I have to stand up to him for uh, the vertically challenged oh, that's right. all the time. Well, no, but I'm not the tallest guy in the world That's either. why he hangs out with me, because I make him look tall. That's not true at all. <laughs> that's not true at all. I, I'm I, sure that's not true. No, it's not, because Scott's a really, really nice guy, but I do tower over him at yeah. uh, at my at my gigantic 5'10", yeah. with my gigantic 5'10 he, he stature. Can, he, can dunk on me when we, he can dunk on me when we use the five-foot goal. Oh, yeah, on a mini hoop. Yeah, definitely about that. That's exactly right. You've done something that I think is so incredible is not only embracing music and singing, but you're not a stranger to picking up an instrument. And a lot of people that sing really well don't play a lot of instruments, but you play eight instruments. That's pretty impressive. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I started on ukulele when I was 10. And I would highly recommend starting on that one since it is so small and easier to play if you're a 10-year-old girl with small hands. (laughs) Hmm. Um, Then I moved to acoustic guitar. I'm self-taught on everything, so I truthfully don't know what I'm doing a whole lot. Like, it's pretty hysterical. Lately, I've been trying to do tutorials for my songs that I've released. (laughs) And I'll be like, well, you know, I do this. And then I do this, but then you guys should tell me what it is that I'm doing because I don't really know. But, like, you tell me. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so yeah. cool, though. I, I would imagine, though, people that, that see that are like, oh, my gosh, I could actually teach her something here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We can all teach each other something. Yeah, right? Know? I think that's really. relatable tutorial ever. <laughs> it is. It is. I think that's so cool, though. I How down to earth does it, I mean, and I know you're down to earth. You're a country artist. Most country artists are down to earth. 99% of them are. But I don't think a lot of people realize that often they think oh big country star and that's not who you are and that's not who most country artists are so for them to see you being vulnerable like that and saying i don't really know what i'm doing i'll just do it like this i think that is 
so endearing to people. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, being myself, I don't That's... really have another choice. I mean, I could lie about it, but you know. Yeah, right. People would see through it real quick. I hear that your latest yeah. instrument is a keytar. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. I have it. It's right beside me. Wow. How did that happen? Quarantine. <laughs> right. Quarantine. Hello. Bo- boredom, boredom. I, love it. I was real bored. That's so funny. There's so, got to be a keytar song in the future, I'm sure. Yes. Okay, well, somebody's just, uh, if you don't mind, just we could just take a quick pause here because I don't know what a keytar is. Oh, go ahead, Calista. Okay, so I think it was, like, really popular in the 80s. Yep. It looks like it if it wasn't. Goodness. <laughs> but it um, it's just a keyboard with a lot of different effects. Oh! And it's on your hip. Yes, I do know what that is. It's I saw it in an gu- 80s video on MTV gu- growing yeah. up. It's a guitar-shaped yeah. uh, keyboard. Okay, yeah, yes. It, yes. <laughs> I know it's, it's very simple to understand. It's literally a keyboard uh, guitar. Yeah, right. Know? Okay, well, I feel like an idiot right now. So no, <laughs> you're doing you're doing fine. We, we, it's like, you well, know. it's a guitar. That's right. Yeah. Like I, I thought it was going to be something like spectacular that I'd never even imagined it's, before. Oh, it's spectacular. I mean, I know right? it's spectacular, but I mean, I thought it would be something like from Mars that I'd never even considered. That's all right, Tug. You can teach us about different kind of radio mics and stuff like that. Yeah, well, but nobody wants to know about that. We're using the Shure SM7B right now, oh, fantastic. and it was it was the same microphone that Michael Jackson used. It's, it's the key. Re- it's the keytar nice. of microphones. Recorded, yeah, it is, and he recorded Thriller on the SM7B. But that, that's I have a, an SM7 right here, sister. Wow, preach. There we go. Look, I'm telling you what. See, we do connect. We know. See, Scott, back <laughs> I know. up. Okay, I you know you. the keytar. I know the SM7B. <laughs> this episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21 Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach. Beautiful Tybee. Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. At least we can admit we know the keytar, though. A lot of people are ashamed of their keytar fandom, and I love that you're playing that. That's well, really cool. That's disappointing <laughs> if somebody was is, is upset about that one. But. Now, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, we're talking to Callista Clark here on the Braves Radio Network. Welcome to Braves Country, and uh, let's get into your first EP, Real to Me. It's a great collection of soulful country pop magic. And your first country radio single, Cause I Am, 
man, it, it is great. It's a fun pop anthem, and it's already broken the top 40. It's got the same energy, in my estimation, as Alanis Morissette had in her big debut single, You Ought to Know. It just tells it like it is. Would you tell us about creating that song and what it means to you? When I wrote It's Cause I Am, it was at the end of 2019, and I was supposed to go into studio top of 2020, and I thought I had all the songs that I was going to go into studio with. And so I was with two of my favorite co-writers, Laura Veltz and Cameron James. It was a very last-minute write. And I went in, and I was just telling them about some of the things I had been going through where I felt like people weren't really taking me seriously for my dreams and things that I wanted to do, whether it was because I was a girl, because I was young, just all the things. I had this one moment in particular where I was at a Starbucks in Nashville, and I had my guitar in my hand, and this older guy just sees a young girl with a guitar in Nashville and just looked at me and was like, good luck. Oh, no. <laughs> and I just turned around, and I looked at him, and I smiled, and I said, thank you very much. And then I walked back out. And so, yeah, just moments like that inspired this song and I wrote it and I didn't hold anything back like you said it's very sassy it's very out there and it like you said <laughs> it's what it is and my team heard it and we all just kind of fell in love with it for what it was and I feel like it's a great way to introduce myself to the world as a new artist I think you're right and, and you know it shows that you have such a strong sense of self already at such a young age and what do you attribute that to I think it has a lot to do with my roots and my family and growing up in a small town, but also like we were talking about, just my different musical influences. I've always been told that I'm an old soul, which is one of my favorite compliments ever to get, but I also just really appreciate the classics. You know what I mean? Yeah, like right. even my sound as an artist, just that was my biggest goal was to write something that's relatable to any age, but sounds like it could be on a record. So. Now, Callista, if you don't mind, I'm going to read a few of the lyrics to It's Cause I Am. I'm MVP in your little league. You can't keep up, and I'm going to get bored. Great baseball <laughs> reference there, Tug, don't you think? Yeah. I love that. 100%. And then uh, we might be born the same year, but we're not the same age. And if I seem too complicated for you, it's cause I am. That is amazing. I love how you're standing up for yourself there. And uh, and the music video is incredible, too. I really love it. Um, at the start of the video, Tug, when you, you've seen it, right? When, mm -hmm. when you, when, uh, when you uh, Callista, when you ask your date to turn on the radio in his convertible and he says he doesn't like music, I cringe for that kid oh because my. I cringe for the guy because uh, I can tell that she's <laughs> just about to go off on him. And then she does. And that poor kid never had a chance. Who is that kid? <laughs> oh my goodness yeah i i love that part of the video i think it's truly hilarious but he he's an actor and so the story behind this is hilarious we were trying to find a guy that would just be kind of blank in his facial expressions just one of those people <laughs> that went know, hard that probably went hard <laughs> that's I'm most sorry. every boy i know <laughs> right well <laughs> You can say that. I won't. Um, <laughs> That's right. I will. I'll take the full blame. Yeah. But so him talking about it was so hilarious. He was like, well, when I sent in my audition video, I didn't want you to think I was actually like blank and had nothing going for me. So I was just trying to figure out how much, how little, you know, what I should do. But no, it was a really fun day. It went really well, I that's, think. That's so funny. And, and it's it's brilliant. The fact that that the video has that in there, that I don't like music, because I'll take you back uh, to when I met my wife. And the very one of the very first things I said to her. So 
just to give you some background, I was in the Navy, and my, uh, I'm from Georgia. My wife's from upstate New York, and, and her and I were stationed, uh, or her and her, her cousin and I were stationed on the same ship. She came down to visit. So that's kind of the background of how we were introduced in Virginia Beach. And when I asked her, when I first met her, I was like, can I get your bags? And she said, no. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, let me get the door for you. And she's like, I got it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, all right. Well, I was like, well, you know, just trying to be polite and nice. And she was not having any of it. And I say to her, what kind of music do you like? And the first thing out of her mouth, I don't like music. So, <laughs> yeah, so I can so relate to that because she was putting up the wall. She had no interest in talking to me. And, you know, later we, we broke down the, the barriers and now have been married 20 years. But it was just so funny when I heard that. It took me right back to Virginia Beach, Virginia, because I lived that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very relatable. It's kind of that first date vibe, you know. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's super, super cool. So you signed with Big Machine, and and a dear friend of mine works there, uh, Jeff Davis, who is an incredible guy. Love to death. I love Jeff Davis. Yeah, he is the great, a huge Braves fan as well. Yes. Uh, but uh, but you're signed at 15. That's a pretty remarkable. Um, what's it been like for you to work with big Nashville record executives like Scooter Braun and Scott Borchetta, who's a really I've never met Scooter, but I met Scott before, and he's such a nice guy and. So what's it like working with those type people, that caliber? It's honestly really incredible. I started working with Scooter when I was 13, and I started working with Scott and Big Machine team when I was 14. And then, yeah, signed when I was 15. And I honestly still can't believe it <laughs> because yeah. they're all such a big deal and so incredible. Like you said, amazing people, so good at their jobs, so intelligent about everything and so every time I'm around them I just try and learn as much as I can because I still can't believe that they saw something in me as an artist and wanted to invest in me and my career to see where it would go and so I, it's just really incredible. No it is and I work at 101.5 here in Atlanta as well as work with the Braves Radio Network so I've played your song a bunch of times and I've heard it and the fact that you work with those type people shows you what your future can be like. What is it like just to be in contact with other artists that are on that label that have done incredible things in their lives. That's honestly been one of my favorite parts of all of this. Just coming out of quarantine, I have really looked forward to being able to play my songs that are released, have it's because I am on the radio, and play them in front of humans every night and get to watch <laughs> more and more people know the lyrics and just watch it grow and see what happens. But something that's been so special that I never thought about is going to different shows, opening for different artists, and having them know who I am. Artists that I've listened to on the radio, artists that I've looked up to for years, and they know who I am, they know my single, and sometimes they even like start singing it to me, which is insane, and it's some of my favorite moments. It's so flattering, I would imagine. Yeah, it's it's very sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super cool. I mean, if you think about Big Machine, I mean, you, because you you sang with Jennifer Nettles, you know, before, and that that's incredible. But I mean, Justin Moore and Rascal Flatts and and Florida Georgia Line and all these are on on the Big Machine label group. I mean, being around these type of people has to has to be such an inspiration, not only of what you can achieve, but what what's what's ahead of you, what might close to do that these guys have never done the gals have never done mm, sure yeah i mean i'm excited to see all of that and all the people you just named are incredible people i've met them and i i truly love all of them and they're all like you said super down to earth 
it's just really incredible. So who, I, who's your favorite artist of all time? Like I, if I were to say, I would have to say Waylon Jennings or, or George Strait. Like where do you fall? Can you name one? I don't know if I can name one because I listen to so many types of music. Okay, well, give me give me a couple different genres and a couple of, not maybe we won't even say it's your favorite favorite, but give me a couple artists okay. that you Current listen favorites, to. Current favorites, or even just artists that you like from a particular genre. There you go. Okay, from country, Garth Brooks. Okay. The Judds. Yes, mm-hmm. ma'am. The Chicks. All right. Luke Combs. Love him. And. <laughs> no, I mean that's a great list. I mean that's a, that's a pretty good I show. Just, like narrow it down. Let's just stick with us. That's yeah, a yeah, no, that, those are great. And also Jennifer Nettles, of course, has got to be one of your favorites because uh, if you don't mind going back in history for a minute here, way back in 2016 when you were only 12 years old at a 4-H event, you crushed a duet with Jennifer Nettles, and y'all did Baby Girl. She said that you were fearless before she introduced you. That performance was just magical. I've got to admit, I watched it a few times uh, getting ready to talk to you, and uh, a couple tears came into the eyes there. And uh, <laughs> Can you tell us how that happened and what it meant to you to sing with Jennifer nettles at 12 well thank you yeah she's one of the sweetest people i've ever met in my whole life and i'm glad she thought i was fearless i definitely was terrified (laughs) and i had just started playing guitar not long before we did that like you said both on acoustic guitars i got to do that because we were both in a 4-h group through georgia 4-h called clovers and company where the kids played the instruments, they're the band, the kids are dancing, the kids are singing, and it's a show choir. And we were both in it when we were growing up, and so I got to do a few different 4-H campaigns with her, and then she invited me to come perform with her. Jennifer Nettles is awesome, and uh, I came up in the same club with her at the 40 Watt Club in Athens, Georgia, and she was playing uh, with a band at the time called Soul Miner's Daughter. Ask her about that next time you see her. Fantastic band, and then she, of course, had the Jennifer Nettles band. And then when I saw her in Nashville one time when I was up there working with Port Wagner and Marty Stewart and Shooter Jennings and such. And I was backstage after a uh, Sugarland show, and she was just surrounded by paparazzi and people going crazy trying to get her autograph and interview her. And she stopped everything and came over to see me. And she said, Scott, what are you doing here? And, and I said, well, I'm working with these guys. And she's just like, we're doing it. We're doing it. And she's just, oh, and then when you see her even now, and she's like a huge international star. And she's just so down to earth and cool. And I, I hope you'll keep in touch with her and, and do some more stuff with her because she's she's just uh, a, Georgia, a, plus. a Georgia peach, man. She's awesome. Me too. Yeah. She's incredible. So going to uh, back to July, July 30th, you did something that a lot of people dream of doing, and um, you got to play the Grand Ole Opry for the first time. You said it was an absolute dream come true on Instagram, which I completely agree with. So tell us about the performance and what it was like to stand there in the circle. Oh, my goodness. It was the most magical day ever, and everyone there is so nice, and I was beyond nervous and so scared and my entire family was in the audience so I was trying not to make eye contact with any of them where I knew I would just cry and lose it completely now as if I didn't I did cry but I didn't completely lose it so I was proud of myself (laughs) I, I mean it was amazing and I've already I just this past weekend performed at the Opry for my fourth time and so it's been really awesome and I can't wait to go back there as much as I can. Oh, uh, no. It's, it's an amazing place. Uh, I know a few folks are members of the Grand Ole Opry, and, and man, they, they all describe it the exact same way. It's uh, It really is remarkable. Um, all right, so let's get to something that I love because, uh, well, I just like to eat too much most often. 
I like to talk about Southern food because I love mom and pops and meeting threes, and I love a uh, you know a, a good barbecue joint. When you're eating, where are some of the p- best places you eat? Like some Southern restaurants throughout the Southeast, in in your hometown of Zebulon, or in Nashville, or in Atlanta, wherever. Where's your favorite place to grab something to eat? Okay, well, my favorite place in my hometown is in fact a barbecue place. That a girl knew it. And it's called Oink Joint, and it's great. <laughs> Oink Joint. Write that down. That's, going, yeah, on, that's going on the list. Jump that is point. going on the list. <laughs> we have. I writing it down. I love it. What's your standard order at the Oink Joint? I get a Reuben and mac and cheese. Atta girl. There you go. You know how to live. Sweet tea? I do. I love that y'all wrote it down. That's so funny to me. <laughs> no, I ain't kidding, man. We just, just wrote it down. And as a matter of fact, I'm mapping yeah, it to Google Maps. We're, we're going speak. there after the show. Is it? What about sweet tea and banana pudding? Any of that? Oh. <laughs> um, not for me. Y'all are going to kill me. I'm about to be really honest. Are you ready? Yeah. Yep. I don't drink sweet tea. Me either. Hey, that's okay. Oh, my gosh. That's yay. okay. Yeah. I, I don't like any kind of tea, to be honest with you. And I get yay. beat up. And I'm, I mean, it, it's clear that I'm born and raised in Georgia, in, in the Northwest Georgia Mountains, up in Dalton. But people are like, You don't like sweet tea? And I'm like, Nope, I sure don't. And yay. it's it's like, it, blo- it blows people away. They can't believe it. I'm not alone. This you time. are not. not no, alone. look, we're walking arm in arm like, uh, <laughs> like, a, like an army. Of sweet anti-sweet tea. Well, folks. y'all are smart because uh, y'all are very smart because uh, the doctor had to hold me down and make me stop drinking sweet tea. <laughs> so uh, you know you're you're way ahead of the game. You're way ahead of the game. Oh my goodness. Okay, so that leads me into another question. Then, so uh, quickly, other than sweet tea, what's something else that you that people expect you'll eat that you don't? Hmm. Just like like for me, I'll give you an example. For me, I don't really like macaroni. Hmm. Oh wow, that's sad. Macaroni's good. <laughs> well, what? Well, you just Macaro- turned on me like a so, viper. Wait, I you know. She just said mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. you did. I didn't hear that. See, she said uh, mac- well, she loves mac and cheese. So. I gotcha. I now got you're you. hating on mac and cheese. Well, no, but that's just one. Of, okay, I'll give you another. I don't like cinnamon. I don't like apple pie. Man. I agree. Okay. All this pumpkin stuff that's coming around with fall, Ooh. I'm not a fan. I don't do cinnamon or yeah. anything like that. No, I don't like any of that We're stuff. We're anti-pumpkin yeah. spice around here. Yeah. No, yeah. we are. Yeah. I'm sorry, was- so, so, Calista Clark, what's coming up for you next? Uh, we hear you'll be joining us at 101, uh, 101.5 Fest in Alpharetta, of course, with Brantley Gilbert. What's your plan for touring in 2022? And, and also, are you getting ready to record any new music? Tell us about the future. Well, I sure am coming to see y'all, and I'm excited about it, and I can't wait to see Brantley again. But, I mean, yeah, like I said before, for me, I'm just really, really excited about seeing people again in person and getting to play a lot of new songs that aren't released so I can kind of see what to go back in the studio with. So you guys let me know when you hear my Absolutely. Set. We will. <laughs> I will uh, I'll see you backstage at 101.5 Fest. As, uh, I've been at that radio station for, gosh, 15 years now it seems and uh so it'll be it'll be nice to meet you in person it's always great to uh, talk to up-and-coming country stars and you have a hit on your hands and the the sky's the limit it's because of how sweet you are and how terrific you are and and the fact that you're grounded in your faith i think that's the the biggest thing and and how supportive your family is i I don't think there's anything that replaces those things so congratulations and continue to do all the things that you uh that you dream to do and don't ever let anybody tell you no thank you so much for joining us on breaks Braves country. We hope you'll come back anytime and um, and and let Braves fans know what you're up to. We'll be watching for you and rooting for you here on the Braves Radio Network. And uh, the next time you're here near the park, we want to uh, invite you up to the studios and bring a guitar and play a couple songs because you are officially part of Braves country. Thank you guys so much. This was amazing. All right. Well, we appreciate it. When was the last time you went to a Braves game? I think the last one I went to was when I sang the National okay. Anthem this last time. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, then. Yeah. Well, then. Go nice. Braves! Go dogs! <laughs>
Continued success, Callista. Thank y'all for having me. You bet. Have the best day ever. You too. Bye-bye now. Bye, y'all. Bye. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing, or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 